Welcome back to Talking It Out with Mike and Brian. And on today's show, we have Ivan Hall from The Bachelorette Season 16. And we're going to have a great conversation. We're going to talk about him being a biracial man in America. He's the first Blasian contestant on The Bachelorette. So I'm excited to ask him questions about his multicultural background. Yeah, same. man. about you, Mike? Same. I I want to learn, quite honestly. I've... I don't have many people in my circles that are Blasian, so I just quite honestly want to just grab all information I can, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel he's like the perfect person to talk to. I mean, with everything that happened last summer and now everything that's happening now, um, you know, with so many uh, Asians being attacked in the community, you know, I think uh, I definitely want to hear what he has to say on that subject. Definitely. I know I and I spoke lots of times offline, uh, Stop Asian Hate, Black Lives Matter, uh, or big on the forefront for both of us and he's i want him to be able to talk about uh the things that he's done for uh the stop asian hate movement because uh, a lot of times we live in a world to where if it's not on social media it isn't real which yeah is complete bs and uh, i know ivan does a lot for his community and so i want him to be able to speak on that 100 percent. this episode is brought to you by shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Family and friends. So what's been taking place in America and Bachelor Nation is just quite honestly crazy, uh, but also beautiful because we're able to talk it out. And Brian, you are in a beautiful, loving, authentic relationship, R&B. Y'all got the hashtag, everything going. So like, can you tell me please, in our audience, what has been your experience in your interracial relationship? Uh, My interracial relationship has been amazing. Um, You know, I love Rachel, we love each other and um, you know, the relationship has been great. You know, obviously there's ups and downs in every relationship, but as far as like what I've learned, um, the most being married to a black woman is pretty much just that all the, the, the plight that black women go through in this country. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, I had dated black women before, but you know, this is the first time in my life, like I've lived with them. I've you know, talk to talk to her on a daily basis. She expresses to me all her frustrations, all her concerns. So it's like I've gotten like a backseat look into everything that she goes through, you know, how strong they have to be, you know, just all the bullshit that they put up with on a daily basis, you know, from the moment they wake up to the moment they go to sleep, they're fighting, they're fighting to be heard, they're fighting to be respected. And, you know, I see all that and I'm just... I'm in awe. Like I'm, I'm, I admire her so much for the strength that she has. And, you know, it's unfortunate because when black women do try to stand up for themselves, they're, they're labeled, right. They're labeled angry black, angry black females as opposed to what's that? I said, I'm tired of that shit. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, as opposed to their white counterparts, you know, who would be looked at as, as bold or, you know, strong or, you know, telling it like it is, you know what I'm saying? And it's like just a different perception from, from the world. And I just think it's, 
it's wrong. You know, it's it's not right. And I just want to commend my wife and as well as all the other beautiful women of color out there who put up with stuff like that, microaggressions on a daily basis. And I think I just have a whole lot better understanding of how frustrating it can be in this country to be a black woman just based on everything that I've gone through my wife. And, you know, it's not only, you know, the Bachelor franchise, but it's also outside the bubble in everyday life, you know, so shout out to all the females out there. And, um, you know, I commend you all. Do people perceive you as people that don't know you perceive you as a Caucasian man, would you say? It's funny that you say that, bro, because when I first stepped out of the limo, Rachel thought I was Caucasian. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, she was like, oh, I thought you were a white boy. Like, so I, when I stepped up to her and then I actually spoke in Spanish, that's why her reaction was so genuine. Because She was like, oh, like she did not yeah. expect that to come out of my mouth. Yeah. And it's funny because I actually get that a lot. You know, when, I'm, when I was in my practice, you know, back in the day, I would be speaking solely English. And, you know, I think people just have these assumptions like, okay, he doesn't have an accent. He doesn't necessarily look like a stereotype. You know, they look at my skin. Let's say, oh, he's white. He's a white boy. And I'm like, no, I'm I'm actually of Latin descent. You know, I'm Hispanic and um, Canelo. Yeah, I get that a lot, man. It's it's uh, oh, man, you speak Spanish. I didn't know that. That's crazy, man. Like, yeah. have you noticed? Because Rachel's from Dallas. I'm from Dallas. Uh, I'll, I'll tell my story in a second. But have you noticed, depending on where you and Rachel are together geographically, that there's a difference when people view you? Oh, man. Um, yeah, like, I think. Are you, t- are you speaking in terms of racism? Just race. Do people look at you and Rachel when you guys are holding hands? Let's say walking yeah. down the street, walking. Oh conquer. my God! Yeah. Um, I think racism is obviously a global issue. I don't think it's so. I don't want to like point out certain countries or you know certain people that. Well, just here in here in here in America, right? Yeah. So when you you just moved to L.A., but you're in Miami, yeah. uh, but Rachel's from Texas. Like when you're in these places, do you feel that it's worse in some places in comparison to other places? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, I don't think anybody is, you know, everybody in every culture has people that are, you know, prejudiced or, you know, racist against other people. And it is what it is. Like I've gotten the stares in Miami from my own people, you know, Latin people, um, you know, got look, you know, looks from black people. And even out in Europe, like I was going to mention, we were out in Europe uh, on vacation and, the stairs were overwhelming. Like, I don't know if they just aren't used to seeing, you know, a person that looks like me with a person that looks like her. Like, I don't know, but they were just looking at us like we were aliens from another planet. And it's unfortunate. I don't want to paint a broad stroke over, you know, everybody in those countries in Europe and South America. Um, You know, there's people that, you know, that doesn't bother anybody and they just let people live. But yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's still not, it's still not, uh, commonplace in people's minds sometimes. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, of course, this entire conversation is a broad stroke, right? We're all beautiful individuals, but we're speaking in generalities with this. Uh, I I have a a hard time talking about this, man, because and on our podcast, I vowed and promised to always keep it a thousand, to always talk it out. Uh, The reason I have a hard time with this is because 
me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a light skinned dude that's uh, successful in terms of some people's eyes, and now I'm on TV, and it's like, yo, he only like white girls, and the only thing. Which is the farthest from the truth, I imagine. It, like, you're damn right. So you see, like hey, let's be honest. When I text you, you know, right? The, the, the lady that I, I mean, your past you history. I mean, it's it's crazy because they see Rachel choose me. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like she only likes, you know, people yeah. with lighter skin or whatnot. Correct. And it's like Correct. her whole history. She was dating, you know, black men. You know, she was she was, she was dating different types of men, majority black. Yeah. And they just think, okay, just because you married him. That's basically what you've dated your whole life. And that's for you. I mean, I, I can imagine how frustrating that would be. No, definitely. But like you just said, when it came to Rachel and yourself, uh, someone told me this and I sadly agree. Perception is reality. And the reality TV that we came from for you and Rachel, that's people's perception of what Rachel is. Right. Yeah. I, I dated a white girl on TV. So therefore people automatically assume and only feel that white girls is all I like when that truly couldn't be further from the truth, right? The only woman I've ever been in love with was uh, a mixed race woman, black and white from England. Um, and I remember my first girlfriend, like I, I, all, as far as girlfriends, I've dated everybody, as far as girlfriends, they've all been black. And so it truly is frustrating for me uh, to have this conversation, this topic, and I asked you the question about where you where you go because I've dated white girls and been with them in Florida, no big deal. L.A., no big deal. But I remember specifically this one young lady that I dated who was white. We were at IHOP in Dallas, bro, mm -hmm. and I, I just can feel you felt the, the tension. You could cut it with a knife. Matter of fact, the young lady that I dated, uh, we. We went to the mall and I remember it was these three three black ladies and the way they looked at me, it was like- Was it were, was it mainly like, were you the one that felt it or did she feel it as well? I don't think she, she like oblivious it. to it? I think she was oblivious to it, to okay. be honest. But that's a conversation we should have had, but she knew that I was holding her hand. She knew that, um, I'm still representing her, so I don't think it touched her. But for me, yeah. in my head, I felt as if those black women were looking down upon me uh, because I dated outside my race. And now I get so many DMs, bro. Even on my most recent uh, post, one, one, one woman said, literally on my most recent post, you can go to it right now, she said, only if he liked black, guy, black girls. And I'm like, Yo, you, it hurts me. It hurts my soul because I speak about my three queens who are all black women. My yeah. mom, my sister, my grandma, the, the woman I've ever only ever loved, right? And I, I'm just tired of that. I'm tired of people judging others because who they love. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of having to constantly look at my feed and, and think, man, do people think I'm, I'm, I only like white girls? Or, or man, when I, when I get braids in my hair, am I gonna scare some people away? Like I literally, these are things that I think about, bro, and I shouldn't have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you, man. And I mean, as a disclaimer, Mike is an equal opportunist. I mean, he loves all women. You know that for a fact. <laughs> <laughs> he does not discriminate. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's 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 sad. And like, yeah, like I was telling you, like whenever we went, 
you know, overseas or even here in America, bro, like you, you just get stares and it's for whatever reason, it, it is what it is. It just comes with the territory and you just got to be strong and, you know, secure in what you got is that kind of stuff can, can not you sometimes, you know, and you just can't let it do it. It, it definitely can knowledge you. Uh, you shouldn't let it do it. But I, I, it's hard, man. It's a very, it's a very, a very, very hard. I've even, to be honest, I don't know if Rachel even told you about this. I hit up Rachel one time and I asked her a question about this. Literally, this was a while ago, bro, maybe a year ago. I was like, Rachel, if I were to date outside my race, how would you judge me? How would you look at me as a What'd black woman? <laughs> Rachel was G. She was cool. She don't give a damn, right? But uh, I asked. I asked other. Uh, but it's black funny because I, I think her feelings have changed on that. Like I think before she probably thought like those women in the mall. Like she would look at you yeah, like, yeah. okay, you know, the white woman took another one of our men. You know what I mean? Correct. Like, correct. She would have thought like that, but I think she's. But more, now that she has her love. Yeah, yeah, she's more, she's more open, you know. She's those less were feelings now. that she had back in the day when she was younger, ignorant, whatnot, and you know right. now times have changed. So, well, times have changed, but she was like, yo, she got a Latina that loves her dearly, and she loves dearly. Yeah, right. But I agree with you, and I, I maybe we, you know, Rachel, she she should come on one day so she could defend herself. I think, which which you, if you know, five years ago prior to you and Rachel meeting, she probably was like, yo. Mike, who you is with this white girl, you know? You're, yeah. And, and that breaks my heart. All right, so let's get into this next question. Uh, somebody wrote in, my mom is Thai and my father is black, but I like white women. Should I at least try to date a black or Thai woman? What do you think, Mike? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In simple to terms. Me, um, yes. I do think that sometimes geographic-based, and income base make that hard. What I mean by that, I live in Austin, Texas, and I'm financially free. In my yeah. building, in my, I think I'm one of two black guys, right? Bill Bellamy, he said it best, I think. He said, look, I, I live in LA. He was like, I like women. Ain't no women in the circles that I go, ain't no black women in the circles that I go around. Bill Bellamy's a black guy. He said, there isn't black women in the circles that, I'm, that I go around. He said, I'm gonna date What's, what's around in my me? Purview, what's around yeah. me, right? I'm a, I'm a date from what's around me. So me living in Austin, I think there's eight percent black people. Now take a, subtract that from the money that I had, like the lifestyle I live. It might be less than one percent black women, right? Simple. It's math, man. It's, it's, it's simple just math percentages. So, yeah. Well, with that being said, though, to this question, you bet not steer away from that beauty of black women and Thai women. I say it like that. Facts. There's, facts. There's, the, the culture that black women have is so beautiful, so strong. I know it, I've lived it. I, I scream for my black women. And I don't want you to miss out on that beauty, right? Thai women, I don't want you to miss on that, on that beauty as well. Now, with that being said, I am a firm believer. There is nothing wrong with preference. Nothing at all wrong with preference. Nothing at all, which is a whole other podcast that's in a, of itself. Which we got it, which right? we gotta get into, man. We, we that's gonna be to. a, a, a heated discussion. <laughs> but I'm I'm ready for it. That's what we have these conversations on our podcast so that discussions can be had. Yet and still you have a preference, but if you've never dated black women or Thai women, the old age question, how do you know that you don't like them? Listen, like at the end of the day, I feel like everybody 
you know, knows what they like, but you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think this dude should definitely explore, you know, this could broaden his horizons when it comes to women, his his likes, his dislikes, you know, what he wants in a relationship, because who knows what, you know, maybe other cultures are like, oh, my God, this opened my eyes to something yeah grand and new and it's like i absolutely love this you know you never know how you're you're going to react you know in certain situations (laughs) so um you know and i actually from my experience i experienced the same thing as you you were in austin you were dating you know there's only a certain you know a majority is one race you know then you talk about the finances that puts you in you know specific social scenes that you know may not be conducive to having a lot of diversity Kind of like the same thing in Miami, you know, where I would go to, you know, the bars and the clubs and whatnot, like, you know, certain lounges in Miami. And there'd be, you know, you'd kind of see like the same type of crowd each and every weekend. But I think with the invention of the dating apps, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's when it kind of like for me, you know, my my the, my my dating selection started, you know, <laughs> varying tremendously. Right. You know what I mean? Because I was seeing all types of women on there. And it's like, look, if. I see your profile. I'm attracted to you physically. Like, I don't care what you, you know, what race you are. I'm going to swipe right. You know what I mean? And that was my mentality. So that actually put me in front of other, other cultures, other races. I was, I was dating, you know, and just experiencing a lot. And I, I think that he would be selling himself short if he didn't do the same thing and explored, you know, his tie and, and uh, black culture. He would. Background. He would. This, this, this person wrote it, their mom is Thai and their father is black, right? But they like white women. I spoke about this in my book, uh, and I, I kind of called out IMDb because they, they put up the top 50 most beautiful women in America, and none were black. None were Thai. Uh, they had no. two women that were of mixed race, and the other 48 were white girls. Pissed me the hell off, right? You know how beautiful my black women are? Absolutely. You know how beautiful Thai women are? And I want to tell this person, I want to speak to him directly. A part of that is it's like mainstream media. It's media. It's it's subconscious biases, right? Yeah. The reason <laughs> I always laugh and make this joke about the Kardashians, right? Hey, some black guys win it because of the Kardashians. Let's just keep it a thousand, right? Yeah. Kardashians, they know to like black guys, right? And we have to be careful what we let enter our brain because to that young man that asking the question, I appreciate the question. But if if we watch, we go to IMDb. They only showing white girls. I told one of my homies, one of my homeboys, he's a photographer. I said, "Bro, you do wonderful work, but I'm gonna need some black women on there." Period. I told him that, and, he's, yeah. and he started to listen because you are subconsciously perpetuating this, perpetuating one race that looks beautiful. Yeah. When the most beautiful women I've seen in my life was, to be quite honest, Saudi Arabia. When I went over there, I was like, "Lord Jesus." I was that emoji of the truth. I mean, there are there's so many beautiful every every country, man. You know, Col- no. my South American women. Hey, I'm, you I'm know, going to Colombia the end of the year. I, I mean, you'll see. You might you might change your mind from Saudi Arabia. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, all over the world, you know, all different races, cultures. I mean, there's women are all beautiful, you know, in their own right. And you know, I think, like I said, he would. Don't just stick to one thing because you may be missing out on something that could, you know, change your life. You know what I mean? So, like, as long as you date, you know, and be diversified with that dating, at the end of the day, I think you can make 
a more solid decision as far as, okay, I like, this is what I prefer, right? Yeah, Yeah, again. You don't know what you don't know. Correct. Preference, nothing wrong with that. I will will say that if it comes, if it's a look thing, there are beautiful women in every single race. I know that to be a fact. I've been in over 30 countries. They're beautiful. There's beauty all around, period. Yes, absolutely. Now, if you have a preference when it comes to personality type, cultural background, I am telling you now, black women are not all one way. Thai women are not all one way. White women are not all one way. Latina are not all one way. X, Y, Z, right? And the list goes on. So again, you just don't know what you don't know. Again, nothing wrong with having a preference, bro, but there's beauty in lowering your ignorance. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, Mike. So I totally agree with you. I think, you know, he should diversify his dating and, and see at the end of the day what his preference is after he experiences all that. But uh, what do you say we get into this conversation with Ivan? I'm excited, man. Ivan's a wonderful guy offline as well. So I can't wait for the world to see him. Absolutely. So let's bring on Ivan Hall. Let's do it. Yo, can we get right into it, Ivan, if that's okay with you? Hey, let's do it. Can I ask? Who was Ivan in high school? Oh, that's a funny one there. <laughs> that's a really funny one. So I was just like, <laughs> I was, um, I'd say pretty geeky. I was in all AP classes. I was captain of our tennis team. I was like, I'm like, t- I was pretty tall and super skinny. I was like, probably, you know, six one, six two, and like a buck 52. So just a real awkward looking guy, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so well, you say that as if you, if you shrunk or have you gotten taller or no 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 like I, i've gotten bigger now like i was okay, just gotcha, you know gotcha. like i was like a 150 pounds at 6162 is tiny you know also i guess like yeah i mean i was just really into my studies i was like kind of a goody two shoes to a certain degree i'd say um also ran track so just focused on sports focused nice. on my athletics and and, and school you work really i ran the 200 and 400 meters so okay and then you do relays you, as well okay there we go nice yeah that's my favorite thing to watch in the olympics is this track Oh, yes, me too. Uh, people sleep on track. I love watching track. That's like one of my favorite sports to watch for sure. Nice. I, I like uh, I like getting to know the man before the show, right? Again, if I was your high school friend, I want to know what Ivan is like. So basically what I'm learning is I could have cheated on your work because you were in all AP classes. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny, yeah. I guess not. No, I, so, I really couldn't. I wasn't in AP. <laughs> I got you. No, I got you. Yeah. So I probably like hit my growth spurt like my junior year of high school. And that's when like things things started to change a little bit. Like people started to actually like notice, um, you know, and I was smart. So I, had, you know, had some things going for me. Hey. But no, no, I, I, I really, um, I didn't have my first girlfriend. So I was like 21, actually. I was like 20 or 21 in college. Um, but yeah, like my junior, senior year, like I, I definitely started to like date, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. So you're from Dallas. You went to high school in Dallas too? Yeah, I, w- I went to uh, Plano East High School. So North Dallas suburbs. Okay, North Dallas suburbs. Were you one of the, did you feel like you stood out in terms of race? Um, to a certain degree, yeah. Cause I mean, Plano, it's a pretty affluent area. Yeah. Um, you know, mostly white and um, white people, I would say there for sure. Um, so yeah, to a certain degree, I, I definitely, I feel like what well, in general, I feel like I stand out as far as race goes. Um, I always constantly get asked like, what race am I or, or what are you like, no matter where I'm at really. Where are you, bro? That sounds, do you get offensive by that? Yeah, do you get offended by that question? Honestly, honestly, I don't, um, because like, 
I kind of get it. I'm just like, I'm like, there's not that many black and Asian people, especially in the Dallas area, I would say. Like, I've never met another black and Asian guy, I think, while I've been living here. Um, so like, I get it. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, can't really tell. I have like really, really straight hair, but then I have like some black features. So it's a, it's a question I get asked all the time. <laughs> Oh, fair enough. I, I I went to high school in uh, Grand Prairie, so I was just wondering how it is on the other side. Yeah, on the, on the north on, side. On the north side, yeah, north, <laughs> north Dallas. You, you got yeah, the good yeah. area up there. So sure. talk to me about, like, before going on TV or even being on TV and after now, how do you feel when it comes to social media? Like, do you, do you give your opinion when it comes to racial tension, or do you feel that people do that just for clout? Like, what are your whole thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, I mean, before the show, like social media for me was like nothingness. Like I probably had like nine Insta, nine or 10 Instagram posts posted once a year. Um, wasn't that active. I, I mainly used to just follow like sports and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, then after the show, you kind of have to like start like, you know, adding content and whatnot. And then especially with like all the developments that have happened, you know, just in like all this bachelor nation craziness that I've been thrown into, like everybody's <laughs> like, do I need to post something here? Like this thing's happening. And then everybody's like, this is performative. That's well, you just need to do it anyway. So it's just like a very complicated thing. I just think people should, um, you know, do what they feel most comfortable with. Um, I do think speaking out is a good thing um, on things, but I will say definitely sometimes it's, it does feel like a little bit too much when you see it from like, let's say a hundred different people, the exact same thing. It's like, a, it's like at that point, I don't know kind of like yeah. muddies the waters a little bit, but I mean, that's, a, that's only on social media. Like when, within your inner circles, you should always, I think, um, you know, promote good positive change and, and, and talk about issues, especially, you know, with all the things going on the past couple of years. How do you take it? Like, what is for you yourself, Ivan, what is your yeah. stance when it comes to speaking up and or speaking out or being quiet on social and just doing what you do with your heart and your personal life? Yeah. For, for myself, like, um, you know, going forward, um, I think it's gonna, I'm, for me, social media is all about balance. Um, so I do wanna be able to incorporate things um, that are, you know, good for society. So that's why like recently I did do like an Asian standing up for AAPI and, and um, stopping Asian hate. Um, I, I did a little bit of a BLM one back in the day, um, but you know, I don't want like my whole page to be about that the whole time. I want it to be like a mix of like, Hey, I'm just a fun guy too. Hey, I like to do, these are my hobbies as well. So I think it's just a a, a mix of things and it depends on like what's also going on in the world and what really hits home. Like recently with that whole um, thing where the Filipino woman in New York got, um, you know, assaulted that 65 year old one that really hit home for me. Cause like, that's like my aunts and my mom were talking about it and they, you know, they're like, and my grandma. So it's just like, really hit home because my mom and parents are Philip. my mom and her family's Filipina. And I just like really just thought about like them being in that situation and how like devastating it would be. Um, and, and it just was unfortunate that nobody even came to like her rescue. So that one hit home for me. So I really just felt the need and, and want in my heart to do that. I, I feel for you there, Ivan, just because, you know, what took place, you feel for like that could be your mom, right? Straight up. And then also to be to make hard up, make light of it, you can't wear a hoodie and go running up in Dallas, right? Um, You are in a unique position, but also a beautiful position because you are uh, a black and Asian, this individual. And right now we're having a lot of tension on both sides of the house. Like, what is, we don't often get time to speak to someone that is living that, right? And we have the beauty to speak to you who's living that. Like, what are your thoughts 
on just being a biracial black and Asian individual in this country right now? Yeah, I mean, I've always taken, uh, you know, an amazing amount of pride, honestly, in like where I come from and, and both my parents and both their histories and cultures and whatnot. So um, I, I love being who I am and I'm very comfortable in who I am. Um, recently, like I said, in, in 2020 with everything that developed, um, that was big, heavy on the black side. And, you know, a lot of people came together and stood up for um, a lot of great things and it opened up a lot of people's eyes, uh, which was great. And, you know, the truth of the matter is like most people, like if you, it's like the one drop rule, like most people view me as a black man. They don't look at me and be like, oh, that's an Asian guy, you know, like when I'm walking down the street. So that definitely hits home. And that's definitely what most people see when they see me um, in that, in that experience. But um, I also take a, a ton of pride, you know, in, in being Asian as well. Like um, I'll have to say like my, my dad isn't really close with his side of the family. And my mom's side is like extremely close. It's like my four aunts uh, or my three aunts and my mom, my uh, grandparents. And like, that's where all the cookouts happened. That's, uh, you know, all I ate was rice almost every single day. My mom was the cook of the family. So people like- are That'll sign you up real quick, <laughs> I'll bro. Tell you, but people are freaked out when they see a rice cooker. It's like Asian style rice cooker in my, in my kitchen right now. So, um, you know, that's like really rubbed off on me in a lot of ways too. And they're just like such a tight knit family. And um, I've just learned so much, you know, it's, it's uh, what's awesome about it is like, just being able to see these like two like really unique cultures that are like my mom's from the Manila Philippines and my dad's from Southside Chicago like two completely opposite worlds like you can't imagine like my mom grew up there till she was 16 my dad grew up on Southside of Chicago and they end up like being married for 30 plus years how, how did they meet by the way um <laughs> so they actually met my, my mom moved here when she was 16 and then when she I guess in her 20s they met on a blind date my dad my dad Not being my really. dad, he was like, he saw one of his buddies was dating a, a Filipino woman and he was like, hey man, hook me up with one of those little people. <laughs> <laughs> you say it like that, my dad's a funny guy, man. I'm He's got, that man was a dog back in the day, but you know, he, he, he grew up and, you know, got, you know, you know, settled down my mom. So. She set him straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just all fascinating though, but. Yeah. And what was that like, man? Like growing up with those two cultures? I mean, you know, it sounds like you were immersed in both. Um, yeah. you know, what, what, yeah, so, what, what were those experiences like? It's amazing. Like I said, with, uh, the Asian side, that's like mostly what I know as far as like the big family portion, but like on my black side, I didn't get to, you know, my dad wasn't close with his dad. And then unfortunately his mom, who he was close with passed away before I was born. Um, yeah. So, but my dad, my dad's, you know, much older than I am. I'm, I just turned 29 years old. My dad is 73 years old, wow. grew up in South side of Chicago. I was born in Mississippi, grew up in the South Side of Chicago, though, had nothingness. So like he lived that like really like when times were really like race racially tense, like he told yeah. me a bunch of stories like him and the his friends and then the white kids would go meet up at the railroad tracks and just fight each other all the time for no reason oh. other than just being like different races, you know, and and, you know, he's had a lot of like crazy racial experiences. Um, just just growing up you know just being black and um especially that long ago like the fun the crazy thing to me is like my pops is 73 so he was born in like 1940s but his mom was actually a little bit older too she was born in 1913 and like i'm doing the math i'm like like her grandparents like lived during like the civil war time basically so it's like it's like we're not that far removed from mm -hmm. like times where like slaves were still around um especially on my dad's side of the family so it's all it's all wild to me and um you know my dad that's the great thing about having a little bit of an older pops is that he's super wise 
and um, he's been able to share his life experiences with me, which has like helped me out a ton. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that, like what, you know, him talking about his experiences, just helping you, you know, know what to expect being a black man in this country. I'm sure that was a big, big, huge help for you. For sure. He's uh, he's extremely cautious. Like he's like <laughs> when I fought, brought, bought my first nice car, you know, when I started working as an engineer, um, this BMW six series. And he was like, I haven't always reminded me, he's like, careful where you're driving that thing around. You know, there's got a lot of haters out there. I'm like, dad, don't worry about it. Like, I'm fine. I'm fine. But like, those are the types of things he always reminds me of no matter what, because um, he just knows how things are. And he's like, honestly, scarred a little bit just from the way he's uh, grown up and the things he's experienced. I can imagine. That's uh, some things I'll probably tell my child whenever I have one one day. Can I, can I ask you, like, because I'm, I'm not a mixed race, but uh, as you are mixed race. You are, uh, you know, well off financially. Uh, have you ever experienced people that are of Asian descent and or of uh, African-American descent that say you're not enough, per se? And how do you handle that? Like, what do you what is your response to them? Like, you're not. Oh, you're not black enough, bro. Or are you like what do you what do you say to that individual? You know, um, I see you smiling like you like. <laughs> no, yeah, because that's something you know. Honestly, like you hear, well, I've heard like my whole life. I feel like, you know, as you're growing up as a kid, um, you know, kids are gonna be kids. You know, like they find out I'm black and Asian, they link go to every single type of stereotype you can think of. You know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, definitely heard that kind of stuff all the time. It's interesting sometimes like if I am in a group of let's just say all Asian people like I do realize that once they find out I'm like half Asian that like calms their nerves or they'll start to talk to me more I feel, I feel like a little bit I feel a little bit more accepted um but like I, I mean today now though I definitely like you check that stuff at the door basically whenever like yeah. somebody tries to you know you, you don't yeah. let that stuff slide anymore because you know that's the kind of stuff that like for myself fortunately like I was able to make it through and I'm pretty strong-minded and self-confident but for somebody else that can like tear you down slowly but surely over time, you know, mentally. Um, so it's about being very comfortable with who you are and understanding who you are and, you know, not tearing other people down just for being a certain race. I think that you showed that you are extremely comfortable with being who you are and you love yourself first and foremost while still showing respect to other people while you were on the, uh, the Bachelorette with Tasha. So uh, I know for a fact that what you speak is what you live by. So, I, you know, I want to salute you for that. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Man. I, really tr- I, try, I try my best to do that for sure. Hey, Ivan, I would be remiss and our fans would be remiss as well if I didn't ask you this because we are a relationship podcast at the end of the day, relationships of all types and all kinds. Uh, What is your preference when it comes to ladies? Like you are mixed guys. And what was your preference? Did the preferences change? Like maybe, you know, when you were at home living and then all of a sudden after all this fame came about, has your uh, palate changed a little bit or? I I think with that also, I'm sorry, I think with that also, you know, our upbringing plays a role in that, right? You grew up on, on North Dallas. Uh, you said that you aren't as close to your black side, uh, but, you know, really close to your, your three aunts and your mother. Uh, and so, like, just unravel that for me. I'm really curious about that. I find that fascinating for all people. Yeah, so I think, I think the, the beautiful thing, again, circling it back to my parents, is, like, I did grow up seeing that relationship and how two people of a different race coming from crazy, like opposite sides of the world can come together and, you know, have a beautiful relationship. So that's what has allowed me. And like, I guess I kind of forced myself to always be open to dating people of all races. And, and that's what I've really stuck to, um, especially since I've been, you know, an adult past 18. Is there anything that we don't know that you would like to, you know, unravel for us when it comes to race? that you don't know um 
I mean, I mean, no, nothing, nothing life shattering, honestly. Um, I just, as for, for myself and just for anybody, let's just say growing up who's like, you know, watching us on the screen or whatever, or in general, I'd say this to my kids, just try your best to always just feel as comfortable as possible in your skin and, ex and really accepting who you are as a person and who you are is just okay. Um, I think that's the most important thing. Don't let other people bring you down or use stereotypes to bring you down. Um, and, and, and just be confident in who you are. Um, that's like the main thing I always just try to stress. I love that. I love that. Love who loves you and just forgo those that don't. For sure. I love that. What about, uh, speaking of your parents again, like as far as like advice on love, like did you go to your dad or your mom, you know, when it came to, to, the, to the females in your life for advice? Uh, yeah, the short answer is no, actually. Um, it's kind of like, <laughs> I, no. I, uh, yeah, like I really didn't, honestly. Like I was always, I don't know, a little bit more shy about that. I technically I have only had one serious relationship in my life. So, yeah, they met her. And, um, you know, I try to be more open now, honestly, talking to them about, you know, those types of things. But like growing up, I definitely I was just like really shy about it with them. And um, I will say like the main thing I learned from them when it comes to love and the fact they've been able to make it last for like 30 plus years that I take away is like, that love is just very unconditional. Um, mm. That's like the main thing. Like once I love somebody for myself, like I'm gonna love them like to death for sure. And like, I've seen that with them through, uh, they've gone through so much stuff. Um, and especially my dad with his health, he's had some major stuff happen to him. And like my mom's just there unconditionally ready and doing everything she can in her power to make sure he feels as comfortable as possible. And he's forever grateful for that. And my dad would do anything and take a bullet, do everything for my mom, no matter what, at the end of the day, even though there are, they do have some tough times, it's not the perfect relationship. They're there for each other, no matter what. And I think they take, they can at least take solace in that. I love that, man. I love yeah, that. Sure. I feel like, the, the, like those are my parents, man. Like the same way you describe them, it's like, they may argue, you know, all day, every day, but when it, when it comes down to it, like love is love and they're there for each other and they'll do anything for each other. So it's it shows why you have a good head on your shoulders, man, and you're you're the man you are. No, I, I really appreciate. I that. think all three of us are simping because we all want love, and Brian, you have the love. So, <laughs> show <laughs> us the way, man. guys. It's a beautiful show thing. Us the way, Brian. I know, I'm right? sure, you guys aren't too too uh, far away. I'm sure. Hey, in your near future. <laughs> now, obviously, with everything going on in Bachelor Nation, I know you had mentioned um, in an interview, I believe that you know you wouldn't feel comfortable if. Chris Harrison was the host, but let's just say he is not the host and all things being equal. Do you feel that you would be a shoe in for paradise and would you go? Um, as in a shoe in that would they want me to be there? Like if they wanted you, would you oblige if everything was to your liking? Um, I'd, I'd say yes, for sure. Um, yes. If I had to, if I'm really thinking about it, there's not too many negatives of paradise, to be honest. Like I get to hang out with a bunch of my guys. There's a bunch of beautiful women around, um, especially dating in these times. And it's a, it's a nice <laughs> vacation. My uh, my work is very flexible. Um, so there's not too many negatives, to be honest. It's a, it's a great opportunity to date a lot of great women and, and see some of my best friends, honestly. So, um, and then on top of that, uh, my bachelorette experience was amazing. Like from top to bottom, it was amazing. I, I met a lot of great people. Um, and had a great time and they did they made myself and um, especially the key here is like they made my family look amazing on tv which i'm forever grateful for um so yeah i've, I've had an a plus experience um you know just with everything that's been going on though you do notice and 
things that are like sent to me on Instagram DMs and whatnot, you do notice a lot of things, you know, that they do need to kind of improve on. Um, and I just hope that, you know, some open dialogue that I think has started, um, that they do make some changes and uh, makes people feel more comfortable. Even though I had a great experience, other people are important to uh, people of colors, especially. Um, so I think, I think it'll all work out for the best though. And, and we'll be able to make it happen. Thank you for having the conversation about being a biracial man in America, being a, the first Blasian uh, from bachelor history. We truly appreciate you. I quite honestly think that you represent Dallas. Well, uh, you represent it, yourself extremely well. Uh, and, I can't wait to see what you do in the future, man. Hey, I appreciate you both. Thank Ryan, you for being nice vulnerable, you. man. Nice appreciate you, Mike. you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We'll talk. talk don't soon, don't man. text me pissed off. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm a FaceTime. No, okay. <laughs> All right, yeah. Oh man, such a great conversation with Ivan, man. Dude has you know such a good head on his shoulders. I feel like he would be a, a prime time bachelor candidate. I uh, just enjoy talking to him, man. What about you? I completely agree. He is poised. Uh, he is strong, speaks his mind, and is an intelligent individual. So I, I love it. Love speaking to him, man. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Yes. And you know, we always love to hear your opinions, your stories, and your insights. So please don't forget to like, comment, follow, message us on social at Talking Out BN. That's Talking It Out. Be as in Bachelor in as a nation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And as always, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, The Wondery App, or wherever you're listening to right now. And baby, don't DM me no more. Subscribe.